Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Everybody, welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and I am so excited about our guest today. She is the number one ranked female player in the world, but she is number one in our hearts as well. I am very happy to welcome to the show from Auckland, New Zealand, Miss Danielle Peck. Yay! Yes! Hello, everybody. Thank you for the nice, warm welcome. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so glad we were able to work this out. I'm actually on your side of the world, so time-wise, it, it worked out for us. And, and we were chatting before the show listeners, and she was warning me about her dogs. And I was like, oh, normally I have my dog in my <laughs> room with me. So if you're ever listening to the podcast and you hear like jangling or like bells, it's just Delilah getting up and moving around or like being upset that I haven't paid attention to her. She's like, mama, pet me. I'm on my giant pillow. And then some of our listeners, and I'm going to call them out, my friends, Chris Doyle and Tina Rotman, they were like, we should play a drinking game about how many times Lauren mentions Delilah in her podcast. I'm like, I'm offended, but I'm not offended because it's true. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Anything for doggy love, right? My one's tucked up on my feet, man. It's all cute. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, once you're a fur baby mama, it's like, no, oh, that's my life. She's my world. I'm, I want to get the, the painting of the dog. That's my next step. Um, I want to get, they have these uh, dog paintings that it's a Renaissance painting, but they Photoshop your dog's face on it. And I'm like, yes, this is what I need in my life. I love that. <laughs> So for uh, everybody who doesn't know you, Danny, tell us about yourself. Tell us about how you got started in the sport and hobby of pinball and where you're at today. Cool. So my story is quite short. I haven't had that much life, but uh, I got birthed by uh, a pinball connoisseur who had a bunch of them in the basement of the house. I grew up with them around me. I played them since I was in my diapers, as the Americans would say, or nappies if you're elsewhere in the world. And uh, it's been pretty good. I started playing competitively, and I couldn't believe this, seven years ago now, something about like seven or eight years ago. I think it's coming up eight years. That's like crazy. Yeah. And I, yeah. So we're here. We, uh, I am daughter of David Peck, uh, Rhoda Dave, uh, as some people may know him. And, uh, we've got 130 machines because we're crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. I knew that it was over 100, but 130. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I guess you couldn't help but be in the hobby with that kind of amazing collection. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although in saying that my sister, my sister's not too into it. Oh, she, she actually, no, that's not true. She goes to some bells and chimes events. She does get into it sometimes. I'll tell you who's into it, who, which is like amazing to me. My nephews, my nephews absolutely love pinball. We've got two nephews uh, from my sister and they just absolutely love it. You know? Oh, that's so great. And it makes me feel good when I see younger people, you know, not only yourself, but even like kids when they're coming out to the pinball events, just so I know that I'm like, okay, we'll be able to pass the torch to somebody that is going to be able to carry on this hobby. Um, so that, I, that, that gets me excited when I hear about that. So that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I know who your dad is. I've seen him on Pinside and at different events, um, you know, 
on online. We've never met in person. And I, he gave me a, a really great uh, tip for trying to install a mod on my Bram Stoker's Dracula. I had to sit there and screenshot everything. So I made sure to do it correctly. But um <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, that's amazing, Danny. Um, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. I definitely want to chat uh, pinball strategies with you and, and hear about what you've got going on in pinball uh, later on in the show. But first, we'll dive into news. We've got some pinball news. Uh, there has been a lot of stuff going on. It was kind of quiet. And then all these things <laughs> happened this week. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to pick out? Um, I'd like to thank uh, Jeff over at This Week in Pinball for my uh, go-to source for news. Uh, the first big story, of course, is the official, official, and I'm using my air quotes, uh, <laughs> release of Elvira's House of Horrors. Um, they put out the uh, uh, release for um, uh, IGN. And have you, are you an Elvira fan, Danny? Do, do you like the series? Are you a fan of the machines? Yes, I really do. Yes. Well, we've got all the, you know, we've got all the System 11. So we've got Elvira and the party monsters. And then we've also got Scared Stiff that Dad's just, you know, done up all nice. And I got to say, I really do like those games. You know, they're very fun. Have you had a chance to look at some of the pictures and some of the, the details that they've released so far of the new Elvira? Yes, I have, and I actually must say, I think it looks very, very nice for the machine. Uh, but for the machine, hmm, good, good phrasing there on my part. No, I just think it looks great. I think the art package is actually fantastic, and I was watching a little bit because it like just happened when we were recording. I watched a bit of the uh, Dead Flip stream of the gameplay, and I found it awesome that they like you know integrated like their own because they. How do I phrase things? They filmed Elvira herself, and they actually made like you know, custom, how do you say that? Custom things for all the modes. Right. I just thought that was really cool on their part. Yeah, I yeah, know. Um, kind of the, uh, now I'm trying to forget, like, you know, the, the custom animation for it um, was really interesting. Yeah, I yeah, know. I thought that was really great. I'm excited to get my hands on one. I think I mentioned it last uh, episode that they're going to do it like they did the Batman 66, where there's going to be the premium, then the limited edition, and then the special edition. Um, the special edition, I need to find out some more details, but I think they're only making 25 or 50 of those um so they're oh, yeah they're wow. very limited <laughs> but it's very exciting um i it looks really neat i i love the way that it's laid out um i love the colors i love all the art on it, it looks really great i'm excited to actually get a chance to play it i'm keeping my fingers crossed that it'll be at the houston arcade expo the next big event i'm going to uh please 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 marco or somebody <laughs> make sure you bring it with you I, I hope i get a chance to play um but it looks amazing and uh yeah, anybody who gets a, a chance to play it, make sure you uh, message and, and put some pictures and things out because I'd love to hear more about it. Uh, the next big thing um, was the Ghostbusters code update. We've been talking about this mostly because I'm a huge fan of the game, um, but also um, I am excited to hear about this new wizard mode uh, called Are You a God, which is a reference to the uh, original Ghostbusters movie where... Um, the guys are on the top of the hotel and, you know, Gozer asks, are you a god? And then, of course, you end up with Stay Puff. Uh, so I thought that was fun that that was a new wizard mode that was added. Danny, are you a, a fan of Ghostbusters? I can get into the game. We've got a local arcade nearby, one of the only ones that we actually have around here. And uh, it has that. And I'll go there with my boy, my now boyfriend uh, and we'll play the crap out of it. It's very fun. <laughs> is, is he a pinball fan? Was he a pinball fan or has, has, has he, have you converted him? 
no, you wouldn't believe this. Or like, I, I still can't believe this. I actually met him at a pinball tournament and what? he actually liked me. I know. And he's like, amazing. Like, that's a hard part. <laughs> I, it's odd to me. It's just beyond my belief sometimes. But yeah, no, nah, he's uh, he's awesome. He's right into it. He comes to tournaments with me. His name's Mitchell. Um, and yeah, we have fun. He's he's a really good player. He's like you know he's new into pinball, but he's really really good. And he always surprises me. Oh, uh, you should watch. You should see him watching all the streams all the time, getting right into it. But yes, he he really likes Ghostbusters. I think you know. So that's good. Yeah, no, that's good. And it's always cool when you're with somebody, whoever your partner is, and they're into what you're into. So I still trying to convert my husband. Um, It's a slow process. So I like think it's awesome that you met somebody who's into pimple just as much as you are, because it's then you can like, you know, nerd out over your favorite thing together. That's like, that's what I think is cool about it. So but you're amazing. I'm like, you've got it going on, girl. So so he Mitchell is very lucky to have you. So I think that's awesome. But yay! But Ghostbusters code looks really cool. I've seen a lot of gameplay. I'm excited to uh, play an updated Ghostbusters code. I have to give thanks to my girl Melody who told me about a Ghostbusters here in San Antonio or there in San Antonio because I'm actually not in San Antonio right now. I'm in uh, South Korea right now. But um, but yeah, no, it's one of those things I'm very excited to uh, get a chance to get my hands on. Uh, the next big piece of news, or at least the uh, one of the big pieces of news, is unfor- I'm sad. I'm sad about this. Um, chapter 11 uh, was filed by Suncoast Pinball, which is disappointing. I was really, you know, keeping my hopes up for them to kind of make a run at it with Cosmic Carnival. Danny, did you ever get a p- chance to play Cosmic Carnival? No, I haven't. We just don't have any of those over our way. And there weren't any at the Brisbane Masters per se where I've actually gone overseas. I hope to get to play it at some point. But um, to be honest, I wasn't even really that aware of it until I heard about this news just because we just don't have them here really. It's not of any interest to anyone down here. But I must say, I when, when I saw it, I appreciated the artwork and I thought that it was very cool. And I couldn't believe that, you know, another pinball company sort of – Win under, if you will. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, amazing in the sense that, you know, these companies are trying to get off the ground and it's just been a big challenge. I mean, you have, you know, the big three, Jersey Jack, Spooky, Stern, of course. You know, you see these other uh, companies trying to get around and it's a big challenge and kind of a tangent. I didn't necessarily bring this up as something we talk about, but there was an interesting interview. Uh, Robert Mueller and uh, Jeff Patterson from This Week in Pinball did a really interesting interview. If you're wanting to find out more information about Deep Root, you can um, find that there on the website. I'm not going to break it down here on the podcast, but it was interesting. Um, Everybody's just kind of holding their breath until they release something. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do next. Danny, I, we're kind of jumping back into this, but I, I do want to say thank you for um, understanding my technical difficulties. So for, for our listeners out there, what you we don't realize is that a day has passed since the front end of our interview because um, South Korea and my internet do not seem to agree with each other. And I had to wait until I got back home to finish the rest of this interview. But Ms. Peck has been so kind to <laughs> uh, reschedule and uh, make this work for me. So thank you again, Danny. But I was like, no, I, I, I was so excited to have you on. I was like, this interview is going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. The stars will align. I'm going to make them align. 
and they have aligned. We got to appreciate this. It's been a long process, but we are here. Yes, very exciting. So we we talked about news a bit, and I I wanted to talk to you more about kind of your role in the hobby and the sport, especially since you are kind of the, the number one, you kind of, you are the number one ranked player in the world currently on the uh, women's leaderboard. Do you feel that that is any type of pressure to you when you go to events? Um, Do people expect you to, you know, perform? Does that, does that affect you in any way? I do find that people sometimes bring up the concept that, oh, you must have so much pressure on you, but I sort of try to ignore that for the most part. Like (laughs) I just sort of put it behind me and try and play because I try Primarily when I play in tournaments especially, I just try to play for the fun of it, you know? I don't try to put that pressure on myself all the time. It just is destructive. So I try to, you know, you know, it's all good. I um but yeah, no, people definitely bring it up. It's like a thing. <laughs> it's not like you carry your trophies around with you. You're like, Well look at me, but I actually do. Like secretly I do. <laughs> They're just like I just mount them. It's like uh they just come with me everywhere. <laughs> You just have like have pictures on your phone. Let me show you and just scroll, scroll, yeah, scroll. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're just like my background. Whenever I show people stuff on my phone, they just see my background. And it's just that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big thing that's kind of coming out in uh, women's pinball right now is the decision from the IFPA to do the dollar. Um, the for those of you who haven't, we've talked about it in a few episodes where essentially IFPA is now going to start charging a dollar to um, any uh, officially sanctioned women events for each player. They do it for the open division, but this will be the first time starting in 2020 that they're going to be doing it for the ladies division. Do you have any thoughts on that, Danny? I mean, do, do you feel like it's going to, I I don't know if it'll affect you in any way, but but how do you feel about it? Uh, I've got very big opinions on this, so uh, prepare yourself. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I'm actually just going to get like burnt at the stake, I think, after this. But no, um, if I am honest, uh, I find the concept of this woman's dollar a bit strange but, but, uh, like for myself. Because in New Zealand, they're not going to charge one New Zealand dollar. They're going to charge one US dollar, and that's all across the world. So like, I've talked to people overseas, and you know it's going to – just the conversion rate's going to be different per country, obviously. Whereas if you do a $1 fee within the country, you know, for in, in Australia, for example, they do one Australian dollar. So, But for women's events, of course, now they're going to do not one Australian dollar for – per woman who plays in an event, they're going to do one US dollar, which equates to, I think it equates to, I actually don't know what the conversion rate is now, but it's not like one Australian dollar. It doesn't no, work out to that. It's not one to one. It's like a little off. So yeah. Yeah. So that's just a bit like, you know, it's like a weird, like it's a thing that's going to go on, but whatever. Uh, for me personally in New Zealand, and this is sort of going to be like, this is probably going to like blow everyone's minds. Like, I don't know. And I know that this is like potentially a like it's it's like a weird concept, I guess, compared to pinball overseas. But all pinball in New Zealand, for the most part, like our monthly tournaments that we have, are free. Oh wow! They're free to everyone. Yeah, we don't charge people unless uh, typically we have a couple where we charge people, like the Southern Hemisphere Pinball Championship that we host at our house in Pukekohe every second year. 
or for Pincade, which is where you get a weekend of pinball. People open up their houses to up to 100 people will go. And um, it's a really big tournament, you know. So so we will charge for those, but for monthly tournaments, it's completely free. And we don't charge any money because there are lots of reasons for that. I don't know whether I should get into them or not. I can if you'd like me to, but yeah. I don't know a lot about that side of the world. I know that uh, the Australian and New Zealand scene that you guys are very tight knit, but I don't know a lot of the intricacies of it. Yeah. It's interesting how different I think Australia and New Zealand are in that concept. Like they, they're just about to implement that one Australian dollar fee for open events. But here we just, aren't interested in that concept because we play pinball for the fun of it we don't play pinball for the money we don't have many super competitive people here and for us personally as a country and as a pinball scene it just like it's not really a keen concept here to like have that money like the money wouldn't incentivize more people to come along per se it's way more of a social thing than a competitive thing, even though it is a competitive thing. Like, that's really hard to explain. That probably makes no sense. It makes yeah, sense. no, no, I get it. <laughs> okay. With the $1 for the women's event, that just doesn't make sense, and it's not coherent with the rest of the scene, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. No, and um, when I've spoken to both um, Dina and Karen, um, on behalf of like the European scene, the Europeans, it's they don't even have purses like to win because it's actually becomes like a gambling issue. It's like a legality. So they don't even really have like big, you know, winnings at their events, which is kind of technically what the dollar is supposed to feed into um, to have like larger uh, purses and things for the women's events. So I, I find that really interesting because to me, yes, I'm competitive, but I completely agree with you to, to me. And, and I'm not a top ranked player. They're not going to be inviting me to the world IFPA women's world championships anytime soon, but it's more of a social event. Like, yeah, that'd be nice to win some money, but I'm there to compete just to compete because I want to know that I'm one of the best or, you know, I, it's just for my own volition, not, um, you know, not necessarily, Oh, I'm going to win some money. You know, that's like, uh, yeah, that's nice. I guess. The thing about the $1 fee for in New Zealand specifically from what I have gathered or rather, or what, from what I believe, rather, uh, the the fee disproportionately. I can pronounce English disproportionately. <laughs> there you go. I did it. We got there. Disproportionately woo, woo. Um, impacts like the new people, and there are so many new people coming into the scene as well. And that's the thing. And they are surprised that by the fact that there isn't a fee. I will. I will give you that. But it just. We just want it to be open and accessible, really, because it's about the love of pinball. Pinball's not a big thing that we can really, I was about to say monopolize, but that just has no application um, <laughs> to this whatsoever. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's not a big enough scene, and the scene is now too widely distributed in terms of skill set because there are so many new tournament players that it's just not worth paying right. that fee to, like, have a thing uh, there's reasons there you go hopefully people can understand things I just like I can't today I just like can't but like and then for the women's it's like well unfortunately because of New Zealand to fly to America if you get a really good deal it might be a thousand dollars return a New Zealand dollars return 
as well, going on to like oh, well, what the yeah. yeah, going on to what the fees actually for for women specifically. It's going towards the the women's world championship, right? For the most part, to waive the fee, and I think that's a great concept, right? Like I I love that, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that's the thing as well. But really, unfortunately, from my point of view, on my side of the world, there you go. I got the intonations happening today. Um, you know, <laughs> like we can't really afford to go there if the money in my concept if the money maybe was going towards a women's world championship that was hosted within New Zealand okay like I'd get that but at the same time I just feel like that doesn't really fit in with our ethos here maybe if it was Australia New Zealand okay maybe I get that but still even then not many people from here would fly over to Australia to play for it like it's just not worth that yeah no, no, I totally see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that was like a good ramble that some people understand. It was sort of like not – I didn't make any <laughs> points. <laughs> but like we're here. I sort of tried. <laughs> no, I think it's a good point because, um, you know, we've talked about this. We being, you know, women that have been on the show um, – we, you know, they asked a few people about, um, you know, did they want to institute the dollar? And then it just kind of happened. There was, to me, the, the optics on it was that there wasn't a lot of discussion. Mm. And I was just kind of like, I just don't, I, I, this is my opinion. And I think that Josh and Adam do an amazing job and they work very, very hard. But I just don't think we're at a time right now where charging that dollar needs to happen, particularly yes. in women's pinball. I think I, I just don't think we're the hobby is where it needs to be to charge the dollar. I just don't think it's there. Yeah. Um, I think that we can be there somewhere in the future, but I just don't think we're there now. That 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 is Lauren's opinion uh, for what it's worth. <laughs> I no no no. I actually agree with that. I actually do agree with that. You know, and the thing that I think is, I'm very much a user pays person for that type of thing. Like I believe if you're going to that tournament, then you should be able to pay so that. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that the whole community should, like, I don't want to say, like, bear that burden because, like, that makes it sound really, like, crappy. But, you know, I, I just feel like that's a bit weird in my humble, very, very unhumble opinion. Um, <laughs> no, but I see, I, no, I see what you're saying, though, because it is. It's like all of us are paying for this one slice of, you know, players to kind of benefit and I'm like if it's not going to benefit everybody you know I just don't think we're at the scale we need to be where it's going to benefit a lot more people yeah exactly and if I if I may real quick just like real quick of course I, I just need to acknowledge as well the fact that from from what I have seen on the rankings the majority of people who are going to get into the tournament bar me Really, unfortunately, not to sound ego, but like kind of true. And and Louise <laughs> Wagonsonner, who is from the UK, you know, people are all from the US. So it's like, well, you're charging this fee internationally for US people. Ah, you know, I just feel like to charge internationally for something that US people primarily are going to is just a bit weird. I'd rather it be whoever goes is paying for it. There are people in the top 16 open rankings per se who aren't necessarily going to go. 
who necessarily who can't necess- who can't necessarily go as in like they can't. So I feel like yeah, paying that one dollar on their part is like weird, you know. I feel like whoever goes should pay, and that can be you know. I would understand the fee if it was going towards the IFPA to upkeep the website, up to you know do all their work, but that's not how it's framed, and that's the thing. That's where my opinion comes from. There you go. That was long and winded, and uh, we good. <laughs> Well, I think it's an open-ended discussion that's going to be ongoing with, you know, not only people that come here on the show, but just all women players. And I just think that, you know, we haven't gotten to a place where I think everybody feels good about it. I just don't think we're there yet. I think we can get there, but I just don't think with the way it's structured now to roll out in 2020, I just, you know, I just don't think it's going to really work. You know, I hope it works. You know, I'm not like, I don't want it to fail in the sense that it's like, boo. No, um, but I just, I just think it needs a little more tweaking and a little, we need to kind of put a little more thought and a little more work into it, but we'll see what happens. But I I wanted to get your opinion as, especially as the, the top ranked player, kind of what your, your thoughts were on it. So, but I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it was interesting to hear from not only your perspective as a top player, but also your perspective as a non-US person, because you're right. Most of the the pro circuit events or the IFPA events, they're here in the States. So that already adds, you know, a burden of cost to you to come and compete, you know, and again, I didn't even think about the exchange rate. I just, that just totally blew. I was like, yeah, that's not even going to be actually a dollar. Um, so I thought those were actually really excellent points. Um, some new points that we hadn't heard yet. So um, I, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that one. Cause I, it's kind of a hot potato issue. So, you know, some people don't want to talk about it or they're like, eh, you know, whatever, but no, I appreciate you kind of getting in there and, and chatting and sharing your thoughts on that. But and that's the thing just to, just to interject real quick as well. Like that's the thing. I don't want to say that the RPA is, or anything and I think that I don't think that they're don't get me wrong I just think that the as you said correctly I think that the one dollar fee has some sort of priming and correcting to do before it's before it's in its optimal state I think that doing an international fee like that for how it is now as you said is maybe you know it, it has some work to do if you will yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. So for someone who does have to travel, kind of pivoting slightly, um, what are some events that you actually like to to attend? I saw that you were at the Brisbane Masters. That's on, in your side of the world. And it sounds amazing, by the way. Uh, Jessica DiNardo was chatting about it when she came on the show. And I'm like, that needs to be something I put on my to-do list as a pinballer. I saw that you came to Indisc last year. Are there some events that you just don't like to miss coming over to the States to play? Yeah, that's actually a good question. I I've been thinking about that a lot recently because the main issue and why I haven't gone to the US for, say, Pinburg, which I've really wanted to go to for a long time, it just never, ever ever, ever, <laughs> it's like a running joke now, it never, ever works at a good time with high school or university. I'm now in university, and oh my goodness, and I was in, like even in uni last year, Pinburg was when I had to start university, and it was like, well, I can't exactly miss it, like, you know, there's, there's things I can't miss, and the thing is, I could go for the weekend, right, I could just like fly over Thursday and then come back Monday, whatever. But the thing is, it's like the cost of that 
isn't inter- like it, I'm not interested in that. But there are, I would love to go to that at some point. If it aligned that university wasn't on, I would totally go to that. Well, they moved it up this year. It's actually going to be earlier in July. So it's not going to be Ooh, as close. I actually might be able to do that. Yeah, you should check. I'm going to go. This is going to be my first Pimberg, um, but I'm going to go. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. But they moved because I noticed that too. Um, August is a hard month for me because I do a lot of traveling from my job. Um, but July, I was just like, oh, it's like right. Or, like, I think it's right after um, Independence Day. I'm, I'll put the link in the show notes for it. But I know it's in early July. So that it, it might work for you, Danny. So, but yes, uh, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, yes, yes, I can, I can, you know, I can go back to answering your actual question, which was things. I love Indisc. It never drains in Southern California is like a great tournament for me. I absolutely love it. I think it's a whole lot of fun. I get to see a whole lot of my buddies, and you know, it's always. It's always good to have that atmosphere and that challenge. I always find US tournaments like that where really, really good players go very challenging, but it it always improves me. It benefits my own play to see them play and to, you know, be challenged by that. Um, And then Brisbane Masters. That was the first time I've gone to Brisbane Masters, and oh, my goodness, it was so fun. Like, oh, my goodness, the, the range of tournaments that were available to play in was so good. And, again, that challenge. I love formats like that as well. It was run as a sort of how do you actually what do I forgotten what they've called that tournament type? It's, it's like a match play. Is that, is that yes, match, a match yeah, play? match play. Yeah, match play. Five, three, one. There you go. That thing. Yes, and I just, I just love that format. Like we have things here, but I love to go see international play and how that's improving or changing and sort of and that sort of thing. Going overseas to me now more than anything because I just don't have the opportunity to go really anymore. It's, it's always more of a good opportunity to catch up with buddies, but also to see how things are being implemented overseas and to see, you know, scenes, scenes overseas, really. That's how I treat that now. But I, I love being able to upskill myself while I'm overseas. That's the main thing as well, you know. Yeah. So besides Indisc and then, of course, Pimberg, is there any other event that you're like, I want that to like, I have to go do that at some point in time? Is there anything else that kind of sticks out to you? Yeah, actually, I'd love to go to, is it the New York Pinball Championships, the one where they have it in the New York? That's like, yes. That looks so cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love it. I, I haven't been over that side of the US in years, and I absolutely love it. So that would be absolutely awesome to go to. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's so much stuff on the East Coast. It's amazing um, the amount of events, but it it sounds amazing. I mean, everybody who's gone to that has just raved about it. So uh, that's on my short list as well. Uh, no, those are some excellent choices. So, Danny, so you've played a lot of pinball, obviously. When you are approaching a machine, obviously you've seen a lot of machines. Is there? Um, I mean, how do you keep all the rules straight? Do you have like a, a little like a, a cheat sheet or do you, on your phone or something? Or is it just something that, you know, at playing at your level, are you able to kind of just break it down? Uh, approaching a machine that maybe you aren't as familiar with or you, you haven't had a lot of play on? Good question. And my answer to that is pin tips. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love pin tips, especially for things, you know. And um, there's actually one thing that I like to use and I've shared with people in my life uh, from when, when I've learned, learned about it. Uh, my boyfriend loves to use it. Is um, Bob Matthews' guide to old games. He's got a lot of EMs on that uh, on that list. So, like, in Brisbane Masters, I had to play Snow Queen. 
and on his I think that you can search it or find it online it's just like a word document with all the rule sets for all those okay. old games, you know little guides I, nice. I don't know I don't know what the yeah I'll try link it I'll, I'll try get the link for it and if I'm allowed to I will give it to you otherwise I'll tell you to cut that out <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah I had to play Snow Queen and I just looked up on this guide and it was like yeah keep it up the top and you know get your spinners or whatever and I managed to do that and win some games so it's good that's that's my tip. Use pin tips, use that thing, or just find IMDB, or just look at the little rule cards on the side, man. There's so many ways to do it. But um, yeah, otherwise asking people around you. There you go. Be nice, be social. It's good. <laughs> you know, some people, I you know, it's and I don't want to like like kind of nod people because you know everybody has their process and you know you do you. But I, for me, it's I'm like there to have a really good time. Sometimes I get a little intense and just because I get frustrated with myself. But you know, I always want people to feel free that they, as long as you're not talking to me when I'm playing. But like if we're not, if I'm not playing and you want to chat it up with me and ask me questions about it, I mean, I'm glad to break it down and you know I'm like yeah, this is what you do and but some people are just not okay with that like they're like no I got my headset on I got my hoodie on don't talk to me it's like I'm like what why are you here like I'm like I'm out here to have fun and meet some uh, cool people and chat and I I don't I don't want to beat somebody because they didn't know the rules, if that makes sense. I want you to be at the best competitive level you can be at. And if that means I need to tell you, yeah, I hit these drop targets in a row. I mean, it's not like it can help you do it. I'm just at least telling you that's what you need to do. Um, Exactly. And I very much agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't like that. I know people are like, oh, I'm not going to tell them how to play. I'm like, well, you're just a giant jerk. (laughs) (laughs) See, I understand it in the context of coaching. Like at a big tournament, sure, if you want to like have that rule, don't care. But in a normal tournament, like a monthly tournament or a league, like that to me is the crux of tournaments and being able to share your knowledge on machines. Like that is the best thing someone can do. Tell the person, and and I totally agree with you, you're not playing the machine for them you're just telling them what you think is a good concept so if you just tell them how to get the main multiple that's all you need to do you know I don't have any issue with that sort of thing you know as we're kind of wrapping up one thing I I did want to ask you as the top ranked women's player in the world how do you see like moving you know kind of in the future more and more women are joining our sport our hobby you know every month I just see more bells and chimes chapters opening up and then I believe you run or help to run the bells and chimes there in Auckland am I correct yes yes I do it's good. yeah so so I mean from, from your perspective not only as kind of you know a league coordinator but as a player where do you see women's pinball going um you know obviously it's growing but um wh- what are your thoughts and opinions on, on where it's going in the future it's hard for me to talk about that in an international context because I feel, especially after talking about the one dollars fee to other women and you know especially those involved with bells and chimes I feel that our chapter has a different purpose or serves a slightly different purpose than it does necessarily overseas. For example, I talk to some people who say, well, Bells and Chimes is really the only place where women can safely play pinball because we play in bars, or this is the only time that women actually get to run tournaments, whereas I actually... um, I co-run Auckland tournaments with Dad. You know, I will score tournaments all the time and I will make sure, you know, things are all run properly for the most part, you know, it depends. But um, I find that interesting and I think that that 
will hopefully grow that, that uh, internationally if we look at it on the whole though I do think that bells and chimes will serve to facilitate people uh, women specifically running tournaments and getting into that side of things getting into that management side getting into you know being able to run tournaments and do all that sort of thing for example um here in new zealand i'm very excited i'm very excited um because i've just announced that uh we've got a new lady who's going to run the tournaments for the most part instead of me because i'm always at uni and doing stuff and they like having that high level of competition and variability in who wins um so we've just announced that justine dylan is going to be running some tournaments down here for the women's and that'll be really exciting because that facilitates her you know going on to really run bigger tournaments as well and I think that's really a big thing where women's tournaments do sort of come into play in terms of the long run I think that really serves that sort of purpose. As somebody who, you know, were, you know, two seasons in for our local Bells and Chimes here in San Antonio and now I and it's funny because some of the ladies have kind of stepped up and they're like, Lauren, you do a lot. You need to kind of delegate and we want to help you out. So, you know, I've had several of the other players kind of step forward and want to take a more of a, a leadership, a more active role. In. And I'm totally fine with passing that torch. I'm like, here you go. So, <laughs> I'm like, I, I am that. totally okay with that. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important, you know, whether it's a bells and chimes chapter or, you know, any type of ladies, league chapter that you know there's a lot of us that are starting them that but that we make sure that we have other women involved in kind of the organization and leadership role because we we do have to kind of pass it on to somebody else I mean I I could do it forever but I really do want to make sure that this is this isn't just my club I guess and that's always my thing I'm always asking them what do you guys think what because I mean I'll sit here and plan whatever I think is best but it's not my club it's our club what do you guys want to (laughs) do And they're like, whatever you want, Lauren. I'm like, I'm going to have to kill you. No, but the, they're, my ladies are amazing. Uh, but it's one of those things where I try to really make a point of just having them involved. We even sent out a survey. What a, um, the ladies that's helping me organize it, Christina, she's like, let's send out a survey. I'm like, that's a great idea. We'll ask a bunch of questions. Um, we got some good feedback. So I was really happy about it, but, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, you know, here in the States, it's just booming. Every time I turn around, there's a new chapter opening up somewhere. We actually have a chapter. Um, giving a high five to my girl Tracy up in Austin. Her and Kelly are putting together uh, Bells and Chimes Austin. Nice. Which, you know, very nice. Austin's, Austin's super hipster. You would have thought they would have had the first Bells and Chimes chapter because they're Austin. But you know what? I'm very excited. You know, Tracy, she came to one of our events and she's like, I have to make this happen. And her and Kelly have been putting a lot of work to to getting that open i think they're gonna have their kickoff event next week i think i know i know i'm going i know it's on a wednesday and i know it's in october but <laughs> I, nice. I think it's the That's sixth exciting. it's very nice yeah so nice. i it does warm up my little little heart my little pinball heart when i see <laughs> other ch- chapters opening other ladies leagues ladies you know social clubs uh pinball clubs and things like that so i because i know that it's a lot of work on the back end to do that. Um, so I, uh, I'm always appreciative of the women that kind of step forward and it's like, I want to do this and, and put this together. I'm like, girl, I'm giving you a high five across the internet done. Cause that is a lot of work. <laughs> Very nice. 
it is. But in saying that as well, to also just add, I also do think that women's pinball, especially here, and that's a point I want to make, especially for what uh, New Zealand women's pinball is, uh, is more so like, I find that it's a very good way to network women within pinball because, you know, it's not the biggest thing realistically and I think that it serves a great thing of networking people and for people to really get together and have a good social time without perhaps that fear of judgment or higher tier judgment if that makes sense you know I think yeah no I completely agree well I know you got some big events going on but working around school do you have anything kind of on the on your radar coming up besides of course looking at those Pinberg dates so what do you got planned for the next couple of months pinball wise um, well, I just got, you know, our normal monthly uh, tournaments coming up. Uh, everything's sort of been, but uh, we are going to go to Indisc. Uh, we've already planned that and we are definitely going. So uh, see everyone there who's going. <laughs> It'll be oh, good. it's so exciting. Yay. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what else is really going on. There's nothing else big that I'm going to that I can think of. We've just got our big ones here that, you know, come along every once again. And if I may, this is getting a bit somber, but um. Something I'm very excited for, which is actually tomorrow when we record this, um, and it'll probably be in the past when it goes up, obviously. Uh, we're hosting a tournament for um, one of our fellow pinballers here who recently passed away, and um, it's going to be a big deal, and I'm really excited for that, though. it'll be I think it'll be a really cool tournament, so yeah. There you go. Getting a bit sentimental, but uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's such a small community. I mean, you know, we talk about the women's scene, but just pinball in general is just, you know, especially I'm, you know, I'm still new to the scene somewhat. And, you know, it's everybody knows everybody and you get to know these people, especially on your in your local club and like the San Antonio club. Like I consider them my good friends and, you know, they're a part of my life you know, just like my other friends and family that don't play pinball and you, you become this kind of special kind of quirky family. And I think that's, I think that's awesome that you guys would do something to honor your friend. I'm like, I'm like a little verklempt. I'm like, Oh, that's really nice. Um, so I think that's awesome. So well done and you guys, and I hope it goes well. I hope it goes well too. It'll, it'll be really good. I'm very excited. Yeah. It'll be, you know, what a perfect way to honor your friend. So I think that's awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up the show and Danny, you have heard a few episodes. So you kind of know at the end, we do something called inside the pinball arcade, where we ask you a few questions to learn more about your pinball mind. Are you ready? Yes, I am hyped. We are ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question number one. What game do you love? Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, fam. So good. I just play it all the time now. Is is your jam right now? It's it's like... Holy, yes, it is. Aside but I mean, I've got a wide, varied interest in machines, so I can't say. But that's definitely my favorite game at the moment. Aside from that, love Batman 66 as well. That's good stuff. And Metallica. Metallica's real good. And Tron. That sort of thing. But I like old games too. <laughs> I love old games. Sis, we got Strikes and Spears. We got Metahari. We got the whole thing. We love everything. But especially Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. There you go. How about that for an answer? <laughs> I love it. I love it. But what, what do you love about um, Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle? I've had a little bit of time on it i really enjoy it i like the layout i think the theme integration is amazing what is it that you love about it love the challenge i actually love the music i didn't know i liked alice cooper then i did um i that's a really good question i the main thing would be the challenge for me i love the challenge but i also love that modes aren't timed i love that modes you have to finish modes to finish them you know i think that that's really fun and the and the song just keeps going you know i mean that's like a really weird thing to like but i do (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, um, yeah, I, I like how it is integrated. I think the theme's integrated in a really interesting and creative way. And it's something that I haven't necessarily seen before in that sense. Like, you know, it's they've really made modes and they've really characterized the world of Alice Cooper. And I really appreciate that. I really enjoy the game. I want more time on it. And um, one of the guys who has a, a pretty nice collection here is, you know, trying to get me some time on it. He just has to fix something on it. But uh, I love it. I think nice. it's a great game. So, okay, so now we're going to switch gears. Question number two, what game do you hate? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, are you ready for this one? I, I'm just going to say one that, like, no one knows. Oh, my God. Um, it's sort of obscure, but I'll do another one afterwards if it's too obscure. But Millionaire, the system of leaders. Oh, yeah, no. The I, biggest piece yeah. of crap. <laughs> oh. Oh. I can't even explain. Oh. How did someone design this? <laughs> Why is it blue? What is that blue? What is the green? Why is it like just like jewel tone? Why? Oh, what is the sound design too? Gives me my rubies. Like I can't explain. Oh, <laughs> it gives me pain. <laughs> Yeah, I know that 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 is not a great game. That not even like <laughs> I I totally agree with you on that. I have played Millionaire and I can't get those like uh 10 minutes back. That I was like I'm done. <laughs> Oh, pretty much. Oh, that's a game I just like never play in my collection. It's just like, oh, I can't. (laughs) There you go. That's an answer. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball sound? Oh, that's a good question. Anything but millionaire. No, I'm kidding. That's a really good question. I don't even know if I've got one. It can actually be like sound that a particular machine makes, a sound in general. It can be like music or, you know, a sound package. Oh, no, I tell you, I tell you, I've got one. Just, oh, my God, are you ready for this? I absolutely love roller games, roller games. When it, like, when you end the game and it's the match credit sequence and it, you, me and my dad just do the robot turn. <laughs> <laughs> just do, do. Dude, dude, it's just like, dude, just do the robot to it, and also the millionaire when you get the uh, when you get a jackpot, and it's just like, but dun, 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 dun. it's like a bop, it's a bop all the way through and through. Love it. There you go. Play roller games, and it's a bop. Wait, no, hold on. I'm sorry, I didn't think I'd get this excited about this question, but also <laughs> on Bad Cats, the other System Eleven that's like slightly less like well known. Nah, fam. Bad cat, meow, 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 meow. When you hit it up the ramp and it's meow, 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 meow. What a bop. <laughs> this is what we deserve. Oh, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> there you go. It's so good. Please edit that in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm crazy cat lady. <laughs> I am. No, I love it. I love it. You're s- you are so excited. Danny, I already know what I'm going to get for you. Danny, I know what I'm going to get for you for Christmas. I'm going to get you some like space kitty pajamas or yes, something. Cause it's like, you- I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're awesome. Okay. Question number four. I'm like, what question am I? Question number four. What is your favorite art package? This can be cabinet oh. art, playfield art, back glass. Oh, oh no. That's a deep question. That's really oh no. Okay, I sort of okay, I've got I sort of got a couple of different routes I could go here. I really like Creature from the Black Lagoon. 
and I like that's a good one actually yeah. no scratch that nah cut that I'll tell you what art package I like I like dad's Led Zeppelin pinball machine Brad Albright, shout out to that dude. What an awesome art package. If you guys haven't seen my dad's Led Zeppelin pinball machine, give it a looksy-dooksy. It is fantastic. It is absolutely gorgeous. You see it in the flesh and you're just blown away. Like, it's so absolutely beautiful, the black and white theme. Oh, oh, can you tell that I love it? <laughs> yes. I've, I've only seen pictures, but that thing is amazing. Yes. I Yeah, no, it's beautiful. But no, if you're going mass-produced, then you're going probably Creature from the Black Lagoon. I like the alternative art package, the black and pink swapped on the cabinet. I love that, but I love bad cats, of course. Cats. Cats. I love it. Um, <laughs> that's really, that's really, yeah. No, there you go. That's probably a good one to end that one on, I think. There you go. Oh, I love it. Love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, question number five. Uh, what is your favorite? We've talked about this a little bit. What is your favorite tournament, event, um, pinball-related thing to go to? Now, i got to tell you, the, uh, it's actually Pincade. We host it in New Zealand every single May. Oh, no, May, not May, it's March. I don't know how I screwed it up. I actually knew that it was in March and I screwed it up. No, every March we hosted at the start of uh, like probably the first weekend typically of every March and heaps of Australians come over. Frank from France comes over. Frank Bonner from France comes over. We sometimes get some Americans coming down or some Canadians and it's just a great weekend full of a bunch of older people drinking. I don't drink. I don't do that. But, you know, them drinking, that's always fun. Uh, and just a weekend of pinball, whether you're a collector, a player, whatever. Uh, and we host the System 11 um, World Championships. That is amazing. We hosted at our house because, um, yeah, because we've got all of the System 11s. So we chuck a bunch of them out in the garage and it's a um, play your best game sort of thing. Uh, no, I've heard about it. And, you know, you keep on, you know, selling me on like, I need to get over to Auckland and Australia to play me some pinball because you guys got the coolest events. I tell you what. Yeah, man. It's just so much oh, fun. Yeah, no, so I love good. that one. All right. Uh, next question. If you could play pinball with anybody in the world, um, who would you like most to play head-to-head -head, or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most in general? Uh, I was about to say, I, I should say my boyfriend because I love that, or my dad, but I'm actually going to go weird. I feel weird saying this, but I love going to Finland and I would love to re-meet up with my best girlfriend, Pilvi, and like just play a bunch of pinball. The Finnish people are just great i love playing pinball with all of them like ollie miko ari pilby and just and jonas like all of them they're all really cool and i love playing pinball with them but especially pilby i haven't seen pilby in years and i'd love to play pinball with her again because she's awesome oh my goodness well i might have to have her on the show because uh we had our swedish connection with karen but i don't have a finnish connection yet so i might have to reach out to her i might have to talk to you and get her her contact info after the show <gasps> <laughs> well done. All right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to, now. I'm trying to remember because I don't have my questions in front of me. All right. So, what what is your dream theme? This can be a theme that uh, it has to be a theme that's never been produced that you would like to be created by a major pinball manufacturer. 
Oh, that's a really good question. I've sort of got like a couple different thoughts on that. I'd love it. Like uh, if it was music based, I'd love Judas Priest. I absolutely love Judas Priest. A Judas Priest pinball would be absolutely cool. Like having like Screaming for Vengeance and like Hellbent for Leather. Having like Living After Midnight. Sis, I love it. Would, it, would anyone sell that? No. I, I was going to say I, Iron Maiden did well. So I don't think that Judas Priest is that, you know. That is true. If you get a, a good layout, um, I think you I think you could sell. I think it could. That's true. That's true. Aside from that, I would love Smoking the Bandit. I absolutely oh love it. Oh, my God. I love it. I just, love it so yes. much. <laughs> I love smoking the bandit so much. Like I watch it way, like way too much. I absolutely just adore it. It's so good. Um, otherwise, um, what we do in the shadows, which is a New Zealand film, make it a sort of Dracula thing. You know, it's a it's a vampire film, but it's like a comedy. Such a good movie. Oh, if you haven't watched it. I'm gonna have to check that out. But I'm a huge Smoking the Bandit fan as well. Like I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I grew up watching that, and I'm a huge fan. I feel like I'm gonna start calling you Frog now. That's like gonna be your new nickname. Oh yes, I love it so much. Oh my gosh, no, I'm over excited now. Oh my gosh, that's gonna crazy. be our special thing, Danny. Uh, I it's going to be oh, our thing. Yes, I love it. It's a bandit. Goddamn bandit. I love it so much. I, what's a good quote? I'm just trying to think of any quote. Are we going 110? Yeah, it's so good. Anyways, I just I watch it way too much. I'm leaving now. Oh, no, I'll tell you what my favorite thing is, which is horrible. It's when a uh, sheriff is in the car. I'm going um, to punch your mama in the It's horrible. It's so bad. But I love it. Like, that was the worst, like, Texan accent. Is it, is it even Texan? Yes, it is Texan. I, I can't do accents. But you I know what? I'm going to give great. you points for trying because it was, it was good. It was the – it's all right. I, yeah. Oh, no, I, I could do that. Feel free to cut that out. Oh no, that's a that's a special <laughs> gem. <laughs> okay, good to know. Well, Danny. I have had a blast. Again, thank you for putting up with all the technical difficulties we had. I have enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. For people who want to reach out to you and, and get to know you and follow all that you do, are you on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff? Yes, I'm on Facebook, Danielle Pick. Uh, you'll see me, my photo is me holding a kilogram of a chocolate bunny. Um, on Instagram, I like hardly ever use it anymore, but D-A-N-N-I underscore R-O-K-A. You can find me there. <laughs> uh, do I keep that updated? No, but I'm sure you'll enjoy the uh, junk content <laughs> I posted on there before. Um, otherwise, if you want to email me, good luck finding my email. Um, but Danny.nosurprise there at gmail.com. There you go. There's my email. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, just find me anywhere that you can, but that's really the only two that you'll find me on, really. And it's good. I'm excited to meet you. Arigato. Shishia. There you go. I learned Mandarin. That's actually where that comes from. Yeah, I know that. I was like, oh, look at her. She's, I was like, oh, we've gone international again. We've like, we, we've yeah. gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Danny, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really, really appreciate it. And again, the doors open anytime you want to come back. Um, I'd love to have you because I had a, I had a blast. You're so much fun to talk yeah, to. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I've absolutely loved it. And I've got to say, like, technical difficulties are like my new favorite sense of humor. I just love it. It's good. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, everybody.
everybody. Well, thank you again for joining us. Next week, uh, we're going to bring it back to the States. We're going to be talking to Kim Martinez from Ohio. She's going to be talking about her pinball scene. She just put on a, a ladies event for the Cleveland Pinball Expo. And we'll just hear more about her and what she's doing in the sport and hobby of pinball. If you have thoughts or any suggestions or just want to share something with the show, feel free to reach out to me. It's backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!